Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. back here for another edition of it was a thing on tv presents right here on podbean i'm here i'm greg and i'm real i'm chico i'm also real we're real we're not like that the invisible man we're going to be talking about in this we're not like that crazy shark with the fake mustache no no so we're here to be talking tonight about among other things the suicide squad it's not suicide squad no that's another movie it's a movie from 2016 this is the sequel to suicide squad but they added the in the title because it's the suicide squad it's the suicide squad it's not suicide squad it's the suicide squad if it was suicide squad well will smith would be in it will smith would be in it but nope they got Idris Elba for this movie. And he is at his Idris Elbaist. Oh, yes. So, so, not many people know how much of a badass Idris Elba is. Oh, actually, everybody knows how much of a badass Idris Elba is. Because Idris Elba was born a badass. Oh, yeah. Because he said in Hobbs and Shaw, I'm Black Superman. A Black Superman. That he was the best part in Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Oh my god. But you know what? We're not here to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. We're here to talk about the Suicide Squad. So this movie begins. We got like Amanda Waller has like these two teams set up, and one team has Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, the Weasel, Pete Davidson. Captain Boomerang from the first movie, played by Chai Courtney, and uh, a bunch of other people that get offed. Oh, yeah, and Javelin Man. Yeah, that's that's important. Javelin Man, played by Brewer Borg. Tell everybody the name of Pete Davidson's character. Okay, let me look on Troop by Consensus. I, I, got it, I got it right here, by the way. It's Richard Dick Hurts. That's his Christian name. That is his actual name in this movie. Yeah, and uh, Nathan Fillion, he plays Corey Pitzler, a.k.a. TDK. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in this. Yes. Oh, yeah, and... um. And by the was... way, one of the greatest people in history is playing Javelin, Flula Borg. That's what, yeah, Flula Borg, who I contend is... <laughs> Jahan writes German variant. Yep. And you know what? I have absolutely no problem with this. No. If you've ever watched him on Conan, he is just great. Or at midnight. Okay, yeah, at midnight. But we don't talk about the... We we no longer talk about the host of at midnight. Who's the host of at midnight? I don't know. I do not know. Mr. Black. There you go. <laughs> they all stormed the beach 
hands. Mostly all of them die. Mostly all of them die. Oh, yeah, I forgot hey. about Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is in this because he's, uh, I guess, one of the people that Amanda Waller makes a deal with. And then <laughs> my, uh, Michael Rooker is playing Savant, a hand-to-hand combat and weapons expert, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia. And he sees all the people dying. He's like, nope, I want out. Nope. I'm but done. I'm done. But remember, they all have bombs planted in their head in case they all go rogue. If they all decide to go rogue, all Viola Davis has to do is direct one of her subordinates to push the button, and then... Boom. Like an egg in a microwave. Yeah. Michael Rooker's dead. <laughs> but we have also, at the same time, we have a second... Crew. We have, we have a, a second suicide squad. A second suicide squad. A B squad. A B squad. A B squad storming the, the beach. So we got okay. We so we have the backstory explained after the opening credits. So this second squad is made up of Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. And then we have Peacemaker played by wait a minute. John uh, Cena. I don't, but I'll see him. I'll see this guy. I didn't see this guy throughout the movie. Because you can't see him. Yeah. And we also have uh, King Shark, voiced by the one, the only, Sylvester Stallone. Israel. Can I just say. Am I wrong in saying that this might be the best role he's ever done? Uh, actually, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, 2? well, that is great segue considering these are both James Gunn joints. But yeah, yeah. he is great in Guardians too. But this performance is hilarious. And also, I should note that it's um Steve Agee's doing the mocap for King Shark. Another at midnight alum. And he's also in this movie. Uh, who does Steve he, Agee... He plays... I think he plays the warden. So Steve Agee plays John Economis, the warden of... Oh, yeah, you're right. He was the warden. Okay. I told you! Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, yeah, they get to the beach. Okay, so everybody dies except, well... For Rick and um, Harley. Except for Rick and Harley. So Harley gets the javelin from Javelin Man and supposedly some sort of deep insight like this is your this is my what what is it this is my what we don't know Mm. no idea all right so now we go with oh yeah i forgot there's two other people on the uh on the b squad we have we have rat catcher two why is she Ratcatcher 2? Because Ratcatcher 1, her dad is dead. Yeah. And also, as we mentioned last time on It Was a Thing on TV Presents, we have the Polka Dot Man. Yep. Uh, he, he's basically, and uh, this is the quote from Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, an experiment gone wrong. He is the dumbest character of all time, and he's an experiment gone wrong. He's just 
Because his mother like tried to make some superheroes, right? And it yeah. went all wrong with him. And now, for some reason, all we can see is his mother and everybody. It's true. Look it up. Okay, so now, so now we're at the part where they're at uh, Bloodsport. Everybody's in in that jungle, killing everybody. So, how's that set up again? Um, well, Bloodsport is actually in the B Squad, not of his own free will, not unlike everybody else, because let's just say his daughter is like. And by the way, the B Squad is officially called Task Force X. His daughter's in trouble, and uh, and Viola Davis can make that trouble go away. All he has to do is, well, yeah. Yeah. So they're at a place where Rick Flagg, they think, is being held prisoner. Notice what I said, they think, because they end up killing everybody in the camp. And then they find out that, nope, Rick's actually with one of the rebels in the camp. And they find out, no, he wasn't being held prisoner. He was helping the rebels try to overthrow the government in this. What's the country that they're in? I forget. Uh, the country is... Uh, gosh, I don't even... Um, oh, Cor- Corto Maltese. Corto Maltese. It's yeah. a small it's South a small, American, yeah, Alpha American, South American island nation named Corto Maltese. Okay. I guess Corto Maltese. Okay, so they are now trying to find Harley Quinn and try to rescue her because she has been captured by the Corto Maltese government, where they are using a plan known as Project Starfish which is being run by The Thinker, played by Peter Capaldi. You, you can't see this, but I'm wearing my Torchwood Institute shirt. Oh, that is terrific. Meaning that he was on the, uh, he was on the what was it, the ch- uh, Children of Earth season of... Uh, he was on the Children of... Yeah, before he got tapped to play my main man, the Doctor, he played, uh, I believe it was, it was uh, Mr. Frobisher in the uh, season three of Torchwood, Children of Earth. I love the inside joke that he's named Frobisher, which is a reference to the Six Doctors penguin sidekick in the comics. It's embarrassing. I'm all naked here. Uh, that's, that's hilarious. That is beyond genius. Okay. But yeah, we have the thinker. He's in charge of Project Starfish. He also happens to have a very captive Harley Quinn with him. Yes. So there's the scene where I think it's the president of, of uh, the Corto Maltese? Uh, or at least the uh, Generale, let's call him. The Generale is... I, I think he, uh, he goes all the way with Harley and then, like, he tells Harley about his his plan 
which involves like, yeah but before i put it on you mr bond yeah he basically does that and it involves killing kids and horror is like nope yep that's not killing kids yeah that's not gonna happen no that's a red flag and so she's like nope you're dead she gets yeah i'm gonna have to kill you i'm sorry but i'm gonna have to kill you now and she goes on this long long monologue while he's dying it's the most hilarious scene ever and then you know what give all the credit marco robbie is a professional oh yeah long ass dialogue and she did not break character once. No. She like, couldn't. She is a real one. She's a real one. And then she, at the end of the monologue, she's like, wait a minute. There was a bullet in here? Like, I can't believe it. And now uh, she's held captive again. So, okay. The Task Force X eventually captures the thinker. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, no. Before we get there. They are trying to find him at this bar that he hangs out at, the thinker. The thinker, they're trying to find him at a bar, okay? They're trying to find him at a bar. So, they all, everybody in Task Force X, they all got some clothes to blend in. But here's the problem, Chica. Uh, yeah. Um, King Shark is a shark. So he can't blend in with these people. He can't. He cannot blend in because who is going to believe a shark? So this was this is King Shark's idea when he's told he has to stay out of sight. He's gonna wear a disguise, and Ratcatcher Two's like, "Oh, you're gonna wear a disguise." And so, what do you, disguise you're gonna wear? Fake mustache. And, and he so, just puts his finger next to his, his nose. Uh, his nose. And he thinks that this is going to fool everybody. And Bloodsport and Peacemaker are like, no, that's stupid. No, that's dumb. That's stupid. That's no one's going to believe that you're a person with a whole fake mustache. Fake mustache. <laughs> oh, and also... With Bloodsport being around Ratcatcher too, there's the whole subplot where Bloodsport's afraid of rats. It's just, ugh, he's he's just afraid of rats. But it's like Ratcatcher too. She seems so friendly. Well, she's not psychotic. Yeah, she's like the most level-headed out of everybody in this. Group. And that's saying something. It's saying a lot. Yeah. It all comes from her upbringing. Because if you remember the original Ratcatcher, you know, he was a bit of a creep, but he was very deep. Yeah. In fact, Ratcatcher 1 is played in the flashbacks by Taika Waititi. This was, of course, before Free Guy. Oh, right before Free Guy, which he completely steals the movie. Oh, God. We're going to be talking about that in a bit. We'll probably talk about that maybe next time or mm-hmm. two episodes from now because I got a lot of stuff to say about Free oh, Guy. Of course. Especially 
the idea about how he's going to deliver a sequel called Kentucky Fried Chicka 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 Part 2. <laughs> okay. So, so the thinker is captured by... Thinker's captured. Yeah. So they go in to, I guess, this prison. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, so what sort it was sort of like an underground lab where everything is rigged with explosives by the squad. And meanwhile, the thinker reveals what Project Starfish is. And Project Starfish is are you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready for this. It's a giant starfish. What? A giant alien starfish. And you know what they call the giant alien starfish? What do they call the giant alien this starfish? This is the most creative name that they could come up with at the time. Starro the Conqueror. <laughs> By the way, the way what Starro the Conqueror does is it basically spawns smaller versions of itself to kill people and take control of their bodies. It's a more malevolent version of the uh, Hypno Slime from Futurama. Something like that. But hold on a second. They have to also rescue Harley Quinn first. So they have to rescue Harley Quinn, destroy the lab, and kill Starro the Conqueror. Simple task. Simple task. But here's the thing. When they're trying to bust Harley out of the prison, it turns out that she already busted out. Because she's Harley, mother, father, Quinn. But I love how she's so touched that everyone was going to save her. That she's offered, you know, I could just go back inside and you can still do it. What are you guys doing? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. Uh, what's with the javelin? I'm waiting for God to tell me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, or him. Or any of them, really. Okay. That's moving. I appreciate that, but it's like... Do they? Re- I mean, they. She already did the work for them. Yeah, and no. But uh, as they are trying to accomplish the other two of their objectives, they just learned something incredibly devious. Remember the video for "Right Now" by Van Halen. Right now, our country is doing things that we think other countries are doing. Yes. Yeah, guess who funded Starro the Conqueror? Oh, let me guess. The U.S. government. The USA of America, baby! Our gods, our guns, and our alien starfish sent to enslave humanity. This enrages Rick Flagg that he wants to leak the hard drive with the evidence, but nope. Peacebaker's like, nope, I'm under orders from Amanda Waller to cover this whole thing up. And so they have a fight. It's on par with Roddy Piper and David Keefe and They Live. Yeah, you know what? It's on par with a Superman and Zod in Man of Steel. 
Except they're not going through every place of Metropolis wrecking everything. Nope, it's, they're just they're just wrecking just the one building. Yeah, it's not Peter Giant Chicken levels of destruction, but yeah, it leaves quite the mess. Yeah, and then oh no, Peacemaker he kills Rick Flag. Oh. oh, because he's under super secret double orders to cover up the U.S.'s involvement in Project Starfish. Yes. So meanwhile, a skirmish between the squad and the Corto Maltese's military leads to Polka Dot Man accidentally setting off the explosives. And as the facility falls apart, Peacemaker attempts to execute Ratcatcher 2 for knowing the truth about Storo. But Bloodsport shoots him and takes the drive. Hey, don't worry, Polka Dot Man. It happens to a lot of guys. I mean, you're seeing your mother everywhere. I mean, that's kind of scary, but... That's kind of scary, but you know what that is? That's your superpower! Yeah, your polka dots are your superpower. Your polka dots are your superpower, and seeing your mother everywhere so you can kill everything? That's also your superpower. We'll get to that momentarily, because now that the lab is destroyed... The thinker's been killed. Harley Quinn done rescued herself. Now it's time to beat up an alien starfish. Oh, but hold on a second. I forgot to mention one thing. Okay, mention the one thing then. Oh, King Shark. He was fooling around with these like little uh, sea creatures who he thought were his friends. New dumb friends. And then it turned out, oh no, they wanted to bite him <laughs> Oh, with their sharp teeth. Um, they want to bite him with his sharp teeth. You know who else has sharp teeth? What? King Shark. Yeah. But it was heartbreaking scene. He thought those were his friends. Dumb friends. So, Starro escapes the laboratory. He kills the thinker. And much of the military of Corto Maltese and then begins taking control of the island's population. And Amanda Waller tells the squad that their mission is complete now that the layer is destroyed, but Bloodsport is like, No, 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 no. We're not done with this. Yep. And so they're going to team up the rest of the team to kill Storo, and Waller attempts to use the buttons to ignite the explosives, and then, nope. She gets the crap kicked out of her by her subordinates. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, back on Corto Maltese, Polka Dot Man, he's killed. Oh. We hardly knew ye. Didn't even make a dent in Starro. What a waste. Mm. But you know who did make a dent in Starro? Oh, Harley. Because she used the javelin the javelin man gave her. Yep. And it pierced a hole right into his eye. Yep, and that's a perfect portal for Ratcatcher 2 to summon all of the rats of the city to eat Starro from the inside out. Yay. And so the rebels take control of the Corto Maltese government. And now Bloodsport forces Waller to release him and his surviving teammates from their imprisonment in exchange for keeping the contents of the drive confidential. 
So the squad is airlifted out of Quarter Maltese. Oh, yep. and by the way, did you remember Weasel? Mm-hmm. He's apparently still alive. And he runs into the jungle angry <laughs> for some reason. You yeah. know who else is still alive? Who? Peacemaker. Oh! But wait, how's he still alive? Nobody can see him. Top men, Greg. Okay. Top men. Top men. And also because they really need to let you know that there's going to be a Peacemaker show on HBO Max. The end credit scene might as well have said, Peacemaker will return. Please subscribe to HBO Max. Uh, yeah, nobody told the people who would write such a thing that I've already subscribed to HBO Max, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'm an AT&T subscriber, so you don't have to worry yeah. about selling me. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I have yet to start Titans, but I will eventually. All right, so they announced today as we're recording this that they are going to show a peak of Peacemaker Season 1 at DC Fandom, and DC Fandom will be October 16th. It is going to be awesome. Yes. Give you a lot of stuff at DC Fandom. Hopefully we'll see some new stuff about the Batman. Hopefully some stuff from the Flash movie. Because they are still working on those two, right? I think they're done with the shooting on the Batman. I know the Flash is still in production right now. Uh, I think they might be almost done with the Flash right now. But I have seen the set photos of the uh, ED9 Batcave. And it, and it looks pretty sweet. It does look pretty sweet. We'll try to see what else they have down the pipe. They have, oh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. That's in 2023. They have Batgirl in 2022, along with Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom. Yes. And Black Adam. Black Adam with the Rock. Oh, yeah. That's coming out in exactly, oh, 11 months. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for Black Adam for such a long time. I've been waiting for, because The Rock's been wanting to do this movie for years. I bet. And I guarantee you that when they do Shazam 3, that's going to be the Shazam Black Adam movie. They do a little bit tease Black Adam and Shazam. They do. But they're not going to cross them over unless there's a third movie. And we all hope there's going to be a third movie. So. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to Shazam 2 because uh, uh, the entire uh, Shazam... Is it technically the Mar- still the Marvel family? Or do we just call it the Shazam family due to obvious reasons? I think we... You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> that is a really good question. Um... Yeah, you know what? You could just call them the Shazam family because you, you, you could call them the Marvel family, but that's, well, that's another universe. That's literally, that's literally another universe. Blame DC and Fawcett Comics for not bothering to copyright Captain Marvel. I mean, come on. Jeez. All right, so that does it for the Suicide Squad. What a... How many swims would you give the Suicide Squad, Chico? Uh, I would give a Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, sorry, five swims. You know how many swims I'd give it? 
How many swims would you give it? Twelve swims and four fake mustaches. And one eaten mermaid. Alright, so we... You dumb friends! Alright, so we'll be back in a bit. We got some other stuff to be talking about. Hey, did you know that they finally, Sony and Marvel, they released the teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home? Uh, Only a day after it leaked on TikTok? That is a record! So we'll be talking about that in a second, right after you listen to these old commercials. We'll be back in a bit. After these messages, we'll be right back. Some of my guests this week are going to be Burt Reynolds, Bob Newhart, Tony Randall, Buddy Haggard, Dom DeLuise, Rosemary Clooney, and Corky Pigeon. I want to swim the Caribbean Lie on its sunny shores Go places I have never been Do what I've never done before Now for $299, American Airlines can take you to any of 13 Caribbean islands. Only $299, including hotel and airfare. We're American Airlines, something special in the air. Alternatives for victims of domestic violence at 11. We continue with The Burning Dead, starring Sarah Fawcett and Paul Lamatt. Finally, the power of a cleanser in a foam. Scrub-free, heavy-duty bathroom cleaner. The only foam that cleans as well as any powder without the scrubbing. Watch this incredible demonstration. Scrub-free actually works on contact. It cleans as well as any cleanser without scrubbing, scratching, or gritty residue on glass, tile, or porcelain. Scrub-free. Now in a large economy size. To all these patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, tickles, onions, The first patios with 16-point contouring fits you even better than before. Shapes itself perfectly from your ankle all the way to your waist. Now No Nonsense outdoes its own reputation for fit with new 16-point contouring. It fits you even better than before. And that's No Nonsense. Why is Alphabet fun to eat? Because you can eat the fun. And it's for Frog. <laughs> We're going to fight you to the end. They may even call you names. You're dumb. You're stupid. These guys know how to hit where it really hurts. 
Believe me, folks, they do not all come like that. Oh, but they do. And you love it. WWF Primetime Wrestling Monday at 9 and All-American Wrestling tomorrow at noon, only on USA. Sunday, Danny's big movie debut turns into a fiery backlot inferno. On Code Red. Next, the prison break. And three desperate fugitives spell a nationwide manhunt for today's FBI. Then, Lonnie Anderson is the small town girl on her way up in the big city. It's rags to riches as she turns a hot Chicago hotter and makes it sizzle. Sunday, starting at 7, 6, Central and Mountain. Welcome back from commercials, everyone. Uh, as always, I hope you enjoyed those 1980s commercials. You know what I enjoyed, Greg? What would you enjoy? Those 16 points of contour on those no-nonsense pantyhose. They have five for the butt alone. Yeah, I actually did play some random commercials you for know. Chico that I'm, I'm just going to put into this episode. I'm just going to put that pantyhose commercial in that break. Just for Chico, because that was something else. So, hey, Chico, did you know that after what seemed like 50 years, we finally 52, got... but who's counting? 52 years, we finally got a teaser trailer to the movie that we've been doing a podcast series about, teasing this dang movie all year. Oh, Spider-Man Home Slice? Oh, I wish it was Spider-Man Home Slice. Spider-Man Phone Home. Spider-Man Phone Home. No, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's, that's the movie. That's the real name of this movie. And Sony actually released the trailer only a day after what could only be described as a schematic was leaked on TikTok. Yeah, it was so weird. It was like an unfinished VFX version of the trailer shot by someone on the computer shot by someone on a phone that was uploaded to TikTok where you could barely hear anything, but it was like something from this movie. Finally. Hey, it was, you know what? I liked it. I liked, I liked it. it a lot. So Sony, they also showed the finished trailer at CinemaCon and right afterwards, they finally released the trailer on the internet for everyone to see, and it set YouTube records. I think at my last count, looking at the Sony YouTube channel, 58 million views for the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer. Okay, for the official trailer from Sony Pictures, right now it is at a count of 59,296,000. 80. That is amazing. So it's just about, it's going to hit 60 million eventually. So this would be, by my count, the fourth most viewed trailer on the Sony YouTube channel. And coincidentally, all four of them are Spider Man related movies. Here are the top 10 most viewed videos on the Sony YouTube channel. Okay, number one is Spider Man Far From Home official trailer but close to it is the official trailer for venom and then the second trailer for the first venom movie is third with 72 million the teaser for no way home is fourth at 59 million viewers 
You have Teaser from Far From Home is fifth at 49 million views. The sixth most viewed trailer is the official trailer for the Ghostbusters 2016 movie. Which wasn't a bad movie. I mean... I, it's like, if you, you just ignore it, that it's Ghostbusters, it's fine. I liked it. I'll go ahead and say it. I liked it. It just shouldn't have been called Ghostbusters. I can't argue with that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Seventh is Jumanji The Next Level. Which was also a good movie. The eighth uh, most viewed trailer is Hotel Transylvania 2. Have not seen that movie. The ninth, um, the ninth one is something that we just talked about last month. Tasm 2. With Jamie Foxx and his blue head. And then the 10th is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. How many uh, views did uh, Into the Spider-Verse have? Uh, 38 million is the uh, 10th most. Okay, so I'm guessing uh, the Let There Be Carnage trailer was about, what, 12th, 13th? It is 14th. Okay. Just ahead of Passengers. Hey, do you remember that movie Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence? That's all I remember, Adam. It was like Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence on the longest date ever in space. In space. That's the movie. Yep. It's basically Wally, except without freaking uh it's Wally, except they're not robots. Or are they? You know, it would have been a better movie if they were robots. It would have been a much more entertaining movie if they were. If Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence were robots. But okay, let's talk about the trailer. So, I mean, we saw hints that it's going to be Sinister Six related. Yeah, we saw, again, this falls into the whole... Phase four, multi-directional, multiverse of madness. But for the first time ever in an MCU movie, they're going to reference movies that are not part of the main MCU's quote-unquote sacred timeline. Yeah, they're going to... Now, I believe you can uh, correct me. They're going to reference characters from the Sony Pictures universe of... Marvel characters. No, because they just renamed the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Oh, yeah. It's now Sony Spider-Man universe. It's now the SSU. Okay. I I do not understand that whatsoever. I guess they want to differentiate, like, the spinoff films from the MCU. We're going to talk about with Venom. This whole thing makes no sense. Like, they still want to do their own thing. Like, we still, you know what? We still like Venom and we still want to do it. We still want to make all the money from Venom and not share it with anybody. And yeah, yeah and we want to do a Morbius movie with Jared Leto. And we want to do all sorts of other things. Like, okay, Into the Spider-Verse, that's fine. We all love Into the Spider-Verse. It's an awesome movie. Keep making animated movies forever. But it's like, all these other live action... I mean, people went to see Venom because it was Venom. I went to see Venom because it was Venom. Is anybody going to want to see Morbius the Vampire for Jared Leto? No. No. (sighs) No. I mean, you're going to have to really, really, really sell 
And speaking of really, really sell, that's what the movie's doing. Now, I've actually read some sort of trailer breakdown online. And, okay, let's just go from order of appearance. There was possibly Matt Murdock. Yes, we don't know for sure if it was Charlie Cox, but let's be honest. I see a lawyer with sunglasses in a New York law office where there's no business wearing sunglasses. That's Matt Murdock. That's Matt Murdock. Yeah, that's definitely Charlie Cox. You see 3J basically outing Spider-Man because that's what's going to get him all the clicks. And you know it's all about clicks now. Yeah, considering he's running a fake news website. What's a guy like Peter to do except go see Doctor Strange and basically ask him to undo everything Mysterio did. Yeah. But then Wong is like, Doctor Strange, you better not cast that smell. And then he's like, Doctor Strange, okay. I won't. Psych. Because Wong is off to go. I guess he's off to fight Abomination and Shang-Chi. He's off to fight Abomination or Shang-Chi, or he's out of pints of hunk hulk burning fudge, so... Oh, yeah, and for some reason it's snowing in the Sanctum Santorum. Yeah. I think it's because, remember the hole in the roof in Infinity War? Yes. Yes, I do. Wong they never, did, they never Wong, could fix it. They that. never could fix it. Wong was too busy playing Candy Crush for five years to bother to fix the hole in the roof. Yeah. Because remember, Wong's like, I'm just going to go back to the sanctum. And you can do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to bother fighting this. And right. so he, and he saw everything going on with the snap, and he was like, Nope, I'm just going to stay here and play Candy Crush for five years until Doctor Strange instructs me to get everybody back for the big fight. Basically. And so, left to their own devices, Doctor Strange does something. How can I put this? He does a spell. A very bad spell. And next thing you know... Yeah, because Peter wanted to... Because he's worried that, oh, Ned, MJ, and Aunt May are not going to remember that he's Spider-Man. And so that... He doesn't want anyone to remember he's Spider-Man. Except for those three. Yeah. But Doctor Strange is like, nope, that's not how it works. And then the whole chaos causes everything to malfunction. And that's when we have all the shenanigans happen. Yep. Including something that looks like Inception. No, seriously. It looks like Inception. It looks like the entire New York City, Manhattan, has been in a sinkhole. It just got... It was a giant sinkhole in Manhattan, and it's just being sucked in. And not as frightening as the things going into the Snickers hole. I'm going to call it the Snickers hole, because that's what it reminds me of. Are the things coming out of it. For example, there is a pumpkin bomb. There's a pumpkin bomb, which you all know what that means. Yep. And there's also uh, lightning a bolts. Tentacle. tentacle. There's lightning bolts. There's sand. There's a lizard. 
That's basically the Sinister Six right there. But that's five, so we're missing one. Okay, we have Electro. I think it's on purpose because there's going to be a big reveal. There's going to be a big wham. But yeah, we have Green Goblin, Doc Ock, the Lizard, Sandman, and Electro. Yeah, so that's five. We're going to have a sixth member in this movie. My buddy's on Craven the Hunter. Oh, to tease you, Aaron Taylor Johnson is Craven. Yes. I wonder how they'll explain that. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. They always find a way to explain this sort of thing. Now, what I want to know is how they're going to explain uh, the uh, McGuire and Garfield Spider-Man. Well, wait, 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 Chico. We're not supposed to know that they're in the movie, right? Oh, we're not supposed... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're no. Not supposed- we're not supposed to know that Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are in No Way Home? I am shocked. There is gambling going on in this establishment. This is the worst kept secret behind Brian Danielson debuting for AEW this week. This is the worst kept secret since Charlton Heston told the world that Soylent Green was people! <sighs> oh yeah, and I forgot we forgot to mention the end of the trailer. Who shows up? It's Alfred Molina! Hello. It's me, Peter. How would he know Tom Holland? I have... No idea. I mean, that would just make... Does he sense that it's Peter Porker and he's just like, oh, it's another Peter Porker from another universe? I don't know how multiverse theory acts, but that seems to be legit. All right. So, hey, I know we're going to get another trailer for this. Oh, yeah. I'm on the line. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to come out what? December 17th. Yeah, that's when the movie's coming out. I'm guessing that the next trailer is going to be released maybe with Shang-Chi? Well, Shang-Chi's coming out Friday, so the teaser oh, yeah, that's would right. be attached to this. So I'm guessing when Eternals comes out in November. Oh, yeah, because the, yeah, yeah, I was wondering when Eternals was going to come out. Eternals will come out November, early November, so I'm going to guess the second trailer will be attached to that. Perhaps, yes. And if you needed another reason to watch Eternals aside from Angelina Jolie, well, there you go. I don't know. Personally, for me, it's going to be how Kamel got buff in that movie. Hey, with the proper regimen, proper focus, proper nutrition, anybody could get buff. I hey, mean, check these out. I bet he probably would bet on the set of that movie he did with Batista. He's asked Dave, hey, Dave. I'm doing this Marvel movie. You've been in a Marvel movie. What should I do to prepare for this? It's like, and then he just looks at him like, "Oh, that's it. Oh, train and work out for like six hours a day. Okay, maybe just two hours a day. You don't want to hurt something beforehand." Eternals November. I saw the uh, the final trailer for this movie that was released recently. It was. Actually, the week before No Way Home's teaser came out, and I gotta be honest, I have been lukewarm on this movie. The last trailer, okay, I'm ready for this. Yep. So, and they did finally show Kit Harrington in the movie, finally. 
because he's playing Black Knight. Oh, yeah. That's going to be pretty awesome. But not the Black Knight from the pinball machine. That's no, another that, Black Knight. That's, that's another awesome thing. The Black Especially Knight. that Black Knight 2000 table. Oh, oh yeah. Let's play some of the music right here from that game. You got the power. <laughs> you got the might. No way. Get ready for battle. Give me your money. Beat the Black Knight. <laughs> Yeah, that is doing things to me. Oh, by the way, speaking of some other things, oh, I got to talk about the story that has blown up the last two days as we're recording this. Um, yeah, because uh, there's a high school in, in Ohio. O- in Ohio, we're not quite sure it exists, but if it, well, actually, we know it exists. But because they actually, you know, have it chartered and there's a website or what laughingly passes for a website. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's one of those, it's a virtual academy, which, you know, nowadays with what COVID and whatnot. Yeah, that's a more common thing now. Yeah, that's a more common thing. So this virtual academy just so happens to have... A football team. Somehow a, this online well, well, school has a football team. In the biblical sense. I mean, it's a bunch of guys. They have matching uniforms. They have equipment, materials, and they play football together. And we say this sort of haphazardly because, oh, God, they played two games last week. Yeah. So this school is Bishop Sycamore. Bishop at, Sycamore out, out of Columbus, Col- yeah. Columbus Ohio. And they played two games in three days, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, I need three or four days in the ice bath after a game like that. Now, the first game they played, what it was just 17-9. It was ni- I think it was 19-7. Or 19-7, sorry. Yeah, it was, on, uh, it was just broadcast on YouTube. But the second game... The oh, second game Jesus is where it gets crazy. They played IMG Academy of Florida, which it, if you know anything about high school and college football, they are like the elite, the elite school to send Division One talent out. That's basically where the college heavies farm their talent from. Yeah, this prep school out in Florida. So... They were playing a game out in Canton, Ohio at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it was broadcast on ESPN. Not on that when I say ESPN, I'm not talking about ESPN two. I'm not talking about ESPN News. I'm not talking about ESPN U. I'm not talking about ESPN Plus. I'm talking about the main ESPN. The worldwide leader, if you would. And do you want me to say what the score was in this game? Go ahead. 58 to nothing. 
Yeah. That happened. It happened. And throughout the entire game, the announcers are like, yeah, we don't know anything about this school. Nobody knows anything about the school. And they just spent the entire game just clouding on people. Like, what is, is this really happening? Are we really doing this? Are we really broadcasting this on ESPN to millions of people on a Sunday night? Really? Seriously? I mean, we could be showing another 30 for 30 right now. We could be showing a baseball game right now. But yeah, it's just this absolute cluster, you know what, of a school... And then the plot thickens because it comes to stories, plural, about is this team for real? So ABC6 out of Columbus, that's WSYX Columbus, they actually did a bit of an investigation. And again, it all comes back to the question, is Bishop Sycamore even a school at all? Well, the Ohio High School Athletic Association doesn't list it as a member. Online, it lists its team as a part of the Texas Christian Athletic League. What? Which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> did you know this was a thing, Greg? No! I did not know that, that it was possible for a school in another state to be... If there's a school in Ohio and they're part of a league in Texas, this is some Friday Night Lights backroom deal type crap. Where's Buddy Garrity in this situation? Oh my god. Okay, and then they ask about addresses that show up online tied to Bishop Sycamore. None of them will have anything to do with Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> They're like, nope. Meanwhile, Bishop Sycamore is sending cease and desist letters all over the place, and the Secretary of State's listing for that group takes uh, ABC6 to another address, and they say that the state said that Bishop Sycamore is listed as a non-chartered, non-tax-supported school, and the physical address listed is for Resolute Athletic Center in the nearby town of Easton. So we're basically looking at a school that some way or another got time on ESPN on a Sunday night. This know-nothing, be-nothing school playing against the Skynet of high school-to-college football pipelines. Yeah, basically. By the way, it gets even more crazier. Apparently, the coach of Bishop Sycamore has a warrant out for his arrest. Oh, boy. Uh, You know what? I'm just going to ask, what's it for? Let me look it up. Hold on a second. Bishop Sycamore Coach. Oh, hold on. It broke a couple of hours ago on USA Today that the coach got let go. Oh, that wasn't a couple of hours ago. I posted that uh, in a show chat from CBS Sports. Okay, well, this is news to me. You know I don't click links from CBS Sports. Okay, let me read this. Bishop Sycamore coach Roy Johnson has been let go 
The much maligned Columbus, Ohio-based institution played two games in three days over the weekend, the second of which resulted in a 58 to nothing loss to the Powerhouse IMG Academy of Bradenton, Florida. Footage from both games confirmed players participating on both Friday and Sunday. Bishop Sycamore drew ire from ESPN announcers for misleading them. The company that coordinated the game, Paragon, accused Bishop Sycamore of deliberate misdirection. Yet as the Bishop Sycamore controversy spouted on Monday, Johnson represented the school as his head coach in an interview on Twitter Spaces. What the hell is Twitter Spaces? I have no idea whatsoever. This is just, I'm guessing that this is a stupid thing that Jack Dorsey is promoting that, like, no one uses on Twitter. Again? Yeah, you'd think he'd get a clue after Fleets bombed. Okay, we hadn't put anything out, he reasoned. So, yeah, I was okay with it. One reason behind Johnson's removal was the poor job of tracking the team's injuries. Oh, that was the reason? Tracking the injuries? So another thing was the pending fraud charge, which it doesn't say here on the article. So let me try and find it. Well, while you're looking up that, I'll give a quote from the article from uh, play-by-play announcer Eddie Schroff, who was there for the uh, beatdown. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division I prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. They did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So, okay, that's what you're telling us. Fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. There's got to be a point where you're worried about health and safety. Well, when they play uh, Duncanville and St. Thomas Moore, they're going to have no coach. If they're going to ever play a game. If the, well, yeah, because remember, Ohio is looking into all of this. And Governor DeWine, he said that the Department of Education will launch an investigation into the school. Will they play another game? I don't know, but probably not. Probably not. Let's just say the chances of Bishop Sycamore playing another down of football are about as good as the chances of Mike Richards holding on to his executive producer job at Sony for what happens with Jeopardy. Oh, wait! Oh, wait, he just got fired today as executive producer as we're recording this. That's the joke! Okay, going back to Coach Roy Johnson, who is being investigated for fraud. Apparently, he has an active warrant for failing to appear in a domestic violence case. Ooh, that's gonna cost you. That's going to leave a mark. Oh, the, ooh, ooh, sorry, that's going to cost me. But he was maintaining, according to SI, that it was a legitimate program. Sure. Sure. So we're not talking about the uh, Washington Generals type of situation here? No. All right. As I go down the rabbit hole a bit more, it looks like... There are five total blog posts regarding the football team dating back to April 2021 on this Bishop Sycamore site. But there hasn't been one since May of 21. Now, if the school's about to begin a football season, now I know for sure I've been seeing hype posts from the Carolina Panthers and, of course, uh, Tar Heel football. By the way, look out for uh, the Tar Heels, maybe to make just under one of the New Year's Six Bowls. 
But they're they're not going to be in some loser bowl next year. They're going to be in one of the big ones. Sure. And the Carolina Panthers, well, all I can say is Sam Darnold was the right quarterback. He was just on the wrong team, as Greg can no doubt attest. Thanks a lot, McCagnan. Zach Wilson's fine, I guess. We'll uh, see what happens. But getting back to my point, if you are a high school program and you are a high school program in charge of social media, you want to put out hype video after hype video after hype video. You want everybody up and ready for those Friday Night Lights. I saw None of that. No hype videos for Bishop Sycamore. No hype videos. And if you click on like about us stats schedule, it just says coming soon. <laughs> well, there is a, a sort of 20 second hype video about a guy. This is from Twitter about this guy who played quarterback and defensive tackle last season. And this is oh, that guy. That guy. Let's show. Look at this! He's like a modern day Jarrett Lorenzen, just running like Michael Vick and making a tackle. Look at his hard hit right here. Oh, helmet to helmet. Oh, that's sick. (laughs) He's big. He's big. I bet he's probably like 22 years old. He's old enough to be playing for Florida State. That's such Chris Wickey joke, by the way. Hashtag jokes that would have been funny in 2001. Oh, but do you want to watch the opening sequence from the game on Sunday night? From Sure, USA? why not? All right, let's watch it. Pearson to Megatron to Woodson. But today, our focus is on the stars of tomorrow. Like AJ Duffy, the oh, they're showing all the, the IMG players. In the country. Tyler Booker, he's out. fat. He's fat. It's star-studded IMG. And look at all the players; they're running off to the court, to the field. You know, half of those shirts aren't even tucked in. Come on, that's just sloppy. And the best part is, I think one of the trainers is like taking knee on the the field. Why is he taking a knee on the field? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just soaking this in. Like, this is as good as it's ever going to get, I guess. This is as good as it's ever going to get. And look at, number, look at number 33 on Bishop Sycamore. He's holding... I think he tore his ACL from running through oh, the... Oh, no, that's just, that's just bad. That's just career-ending. And your career's barely started, so... <laughs> It looks like the entire uh, football team may have borrowed a bunch of football helmets from Party City, maybe. They are wearing the most generic jerseys. They look like something you'd make and create a team in Madden. Yeah. And half of them aren't even tucked in. That's just sloppy. It is sloppy. Like, you're going to... I love how ESPN is just making it a really big deal out of all of this. They're making this a real big deal. They don't know what's to come. They don't know they're ugly. That's very funny. (sighs) Well, Bishop Sycamore. They're terrible. They're terrible. Isn't that right, Charles? That's terrible. Well, we mentioned Jeopardy. Speaking of train wrecks. What a show. 
I've said this before and I'll keep saying this again. I mean, this sort of the, the, the last, you know what? Matt Abadio aside, because he's an incredible player. Oh, he's, yes. He's a once in a generation player. But the last eight months should not have happened. As soon as Alex was diagnosed with cancer, they should have had a succession plan. Yeah, they should have had a succession plan and they should have run with it. Not any of this guest hosts. Now, again, guest hosts I'm fine with. Meredith Vieira had guest hosts on Millionaire. Bill Cullen was technically a guest host of Password Plus. But you would expect a show like Jeopardy to run a tight ship, to have this sort of thing in place. You needed to have protocols. That's what I'm looking for. There needed to be protocols. Where were the protocols? Nowhere. And just the way they did it was, okay, I can understand if maybe Mike Richards took the job as host if he was going to step down as executive producer. Because remember, in the first season of Jeopardy, Alex was also a producer as well as a host. Oh, yeah. And then by the second season, he decided, you know what, this is too much. I'm just going to be a host. Yeah. So if he had just decided, you know what, I'm not going to be executive producer anymore. I'm just going to be the host. We're going to have someone else replace me. Maybe it would have been fine. Maybe. I don't Uh... know. Maybe people would still be upset. Probably. But what killed him was that fact that the appearance that it was all rigged for him. Yeah. Then he tried to cover it up. It's never he, the crime. It's always the cover-up. Then all the sorts of stuff happened with all the old episodes of his podcast. I guarantee you that there's some embarrassing stuff in our archives. But nowhere to the degree embarrassing as yeah, what he did. We're not going to go around disrespecting people that don't deserve it. That is just a bad look. That's not what we're about. Come on, man. You know what's amazing? I looked at the download numbers that were posted from his podcast. We passed the same amount of numbers of Mike Richards' podcast in only a year and a half. Wow. On Podbean, on download. So literally no one has listened to Mike Richards' podcast. Until a couple weeks ago. (sighs) Well, you did a bad thing, and now you're going to pay for it. I hope one day we never get a reckoning for zippers. Zippers? Hey, blame Desi Ornez Jr. for that, not us. Oh, gosh. You know, one day we are going to have to revisit Auto Man and Zippers. You know what? I'm looking at the calendar and I can tell you that might be coming soon. Might be? Perhaps? Perhaps. Maybe? Maybe around the same time as The Flash. Who knows? I I don't know. Who knows? Who know. knows, Highlander? Let's just be happy that the No Way Home teaser came out because Sony needs some good news after a rough last couple of weeks. Oh, but yes. They, right. It's like good news. It's like the No Way Home trailer. Good news for people in search of good news. Well, there you go. Take All what right. you can get. Take what you can get. Okay, so that's going to do it 
for this edition of It Was a Thing on TV Presents. Uh, let's see. Uh, probably come out on Friday. So uh, the latest episode, of course, just dropped would have been the Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling All-Star Saturday Spectacular. With Rowdy Roddy Piper and Herve Villachez. And Gary Owens and Pee Wee Herman and everybody. With Patti LaBelle and the new edition. And Kareem. Don't forget about Kareem. And don't forget Kareem. He is one of our greatest minds ever. Yes. Uh, But we got a loaded three-episode week coming up. Oh, yeah. Not to put too fine of a point on it, but uh, Mike may get some closure. Not the closure we was looking for, but definitely some closure. Oh, the live show, yes. Oh, it's a four, I forgot, it's a four-episode week. Because remember, we're making up Saved by the Bell the College Years. Next we week. are making up Saved by the Bell the College Years, and frankly, I can't wait, because let's just say I've lost count of how many times I've seen the episodes. Well, that's good. I can't wait for that. Talk about Bob Golick. Yep. It's like we get to talk about Bob Golick and Holland Taylor being Holland Taylor. And then there's a very special episode with Robert Guillaume. Thank you, Breen. Oh, yeah. I forgot Robert Guillaume had a guest spot in the college years. Oh, yeah. Benson, baby. Now that was an episode. Oh, Robert. Anything with Robert Guillaume is great. Oh, totally. We miss you, Bob. I miss you, Bob. Rafiki. Always in my heart. I love Rafiki. Anyway, well, in the meantime, you can catch all of our past episodes, and it was a thing on TV.com. And, of course, you can catch them as they premiere on our YouTube channel. By the way, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that little notification bell right there to stay on top of future premieres and entries, of which there will be many in the weeks to come. Yes, and also the Wednesday drops at Place to Be Nation Pop. Hey, recently I think we just put out the uh, live show on Money Plane. Nice. Uh, Tense dramatic music. Tense dramatic music. Take us home, Greg. Well, that does it, and we'll see you here with more stuff right here on Podbean. Till next time, I'm Greg. And that's Chico, and we'll see you later. New dumb friends!